0: Did you know that Greece is the cradle of Western civilization? And did you know that Greece is the birthplace of democracy? This
1: episode of TripCast360 is sponsored by David's Cruise Vacations, a travel agency that specializes in both land and sea adventures for the intrepid traveler. Book now at davidscruisevacations.com and experience that hands-on personal service. Hello and welcome to TripCast 360, the podcast of lively banter about travel, tourism, and entertainment. This is Michael Gordon Bennett joining you from a sunny but hazy Las Vegas, thanks to the fires in California. And I am joined, as always, by Dave Cumberbatch out there lounging on Long Island in the luxury of uh, of a summer day. What's going on, Davey?
0: Well, it's pretty nice today. The weather is great. Um, I'm alive. I'm enjoying life, and I'm, I'm I'm happy to have our guests on
1: today. Well, how how many uh, adult beverages did you consume this weekend? Oh
0: man, I just lost track. I
1: come to <laughs> mark. <laughs> man, that, that's a that's a lot of damn rum to lose some track. Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, I'll tell you something, Michael. I I was reading the news this morning. I find it extremely interesting. There was a survey taken that found that. 64% of American travel plans got canceled in 2020, and 47% what they miss about not traveling is food.
1: Well, I can relate to that actually. <laughs> but you know, I, I live in a city where food is plentiful. It's like I said, if you have 10 cents in your pocket and you starve in Las Vegas, there's something wrong with you. That's right. Because there's a restaurant on right. every corner, whether you're on the strip or not. And yes. they're opening new ones. I mean, some of them. Closed because of the pandemic, but they open new ones like, you know, like you change your socks. I mean, there's just all over the place here. So, but I'm gonna give you a, another stat. I actually read this this morning too. This has to do with the Labor Day weekend 137 million American adults plan on traveling this Labor Day weekend. That is 53% of all adults in the country.
0: I believe it's all that pent up need to want to get out there again. COVID, COVID has some um, COVID has surely put a damper in travel. They just want to get out there and travel.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully some people start getting some damn vaccines. I, You know what? I don't want to get political, but I'm going to in this case. I am sick and tired of people not getting the damn vaccine. Well. Grow the <laughs> F up. <laughs> you know, it, it's like um, you know, I saw this morning, uh, I guess the, the White House is going to announce it sometime today. We're recording this on the... 18th of August. Yeah. But I, I saw where they're going to start giving booster shots starting at the end of September. Um, I got know, my
0: arm, I got my arm already. Oh, I'm ready for the booster <laughs> right, here. Put it you, right here. You
1: were one of the early guys who got your shot, so you you know you need that booster. <laughs> so that's right. Oh, by the way, I saw my first announcement about ski season. They're really? already selling lift tickets. I think at Winter Park in Colorado, they're already selling lift tickets. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And as a kid from Colorado, I, I get that too. So yeah, buddy, this this is not gonna be like last year. No, bad, nobody's yeah. staying home this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm
1: sorry. If you got if you got the funds, hit it, man.
0: Yeah. How about this one, Mike? I found this one extremely interesting as, as well. Seven in ten Americans are planning to travel with their pets this year. <laughs>
1: <And>
0: <laughs> well, you're sort of speechless.
1: You know, <laughs> <laughs> I remember a day back in the day when you couldn't travel with pets on a plane. Yeah. When, when we left Spain in the 1960s, I remember my mom was seven months pregnant with my little sister. Yeah. And we got on the plane. That pilot yanked that thing back. We were full throttle. Next thing I know, he is slamming on the brakes in Madrid. We turn wow. around and scroll back to the airport. Security comes on board. A man has snuck a dog on the plane. Really? I mean, my mother almost had that baby on the plane. And I felt so bad for my dad because she had my dad's arm in a vice grip. I mean, my dad couldn't get out if he wanted to. And uh, they took that dog off the plane. So now when I see people traveling with dogs, you know, the little dogs are cool. You know, they fit in a bag. Most of them are tame. They're used to being around human contact. But I mean, I've seen people travel with some big ass dogs. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? This is a little plane. It barely fits people. Now you're gonna be your dog.
0: Listen, just remember, Micah, dog is man's best friend. Okay,
1: dog is somebody's best friend. But okay, I you know, I mean, yeah, my my son's a dog lover. So you know, um, you know, he 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 got himself a new dog a couple of weeks back, and that dog. I mean, I still got the scratches on my leg from when I went to visit him.
0: When you do, when, when your wife or your girlfriend or your significant other is beating the shit out of you, the dog would <laughs> always be the best friend. <laughs> uh, well, oh, uh,
2: uh,
1: fortunately, I live with a lady who, um, uh, she, while she loves animals, she says, we got to travel. If I got to travel, I can't take the dog with me, so I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anyway, we, we got our guest waiting in the wings long enough. You probably heard his voice a little bit, but before I, I bring him in here, um, show notes, uh, TripCast360, this podcast is available on every single platform you can imagine. With no exceptions, we are everywhere, but the best place to catch this podcast is actually on our website, TripCast360.com. We post a new episode each and every Monday, and subject matter varies, as I said in the open. It's travel, it's tourism, it's entertainment. Um, and we like to have a little bit of fun. A um, couple website changes coming up. Uh, we've had a lot of guests on our show who actually have had books, uh, some related to travel, some not. Um, and we're actually getting ready to this week, actually, uh, we will have their bookstore on our homepage of our website. So you no longer have to go searching for them. And you can buy them directly from us. So That's right. Uh, and then later on, uh, probably sometime in September, we will actually start to put a store online as well, a, a more comprehensive store. Most of the products that we will have on there will be travel tourism and entertainment related you know this ain't this ain't Amazon and Walmart you know we ain't, we ain't you can't buy your groceries with us but uh but we got some stuff that is uh some of it will be unique to travel and tourism and uh, stuff like that and we also have a lot of uh tour operators who offer specials and stuff so a lot of that will be on our site as well but the bookstore stuff that will actually be available by the end of this week which by the time this podcast records we'll be talking like August 26 27 so that's that David, where else can they find us? Well, we're on Facebook, we're on
0: Instagram, we're on Twitter, and we're on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, And um, I always say, you know the mantra, follow us, like us, message us, tag us. We love to hear from you.
1: Yep. And if you want to send us food, uh, there's there's an email address. Anyway, <laughs> for that, let, let, let's get my let's get my man in here. Uh, our guest today is travel agent extraordinaire, and my good friend David Moody of David's Cruise Vacations. He is actually the owner of the company. Dave recently, David recently completed his first post pandemic cruise. I think it was his first one. But the bigger reason he's on today's show is he also got to spend a few days in Greece. One of the things that is I don't want to say on my bucket list because I ain't going out that fast, but it is definitely on my list of places to go hang out. So uh, we're going to talk about both the cruise and Greece today. Uh, So, David, my friend, welcome to the show. And as as your first official podcast, I got one mantra for you. Have some fun. Okay, okay.
3: (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you. This is an honor uh, to finally be on your show. And thank you.
1: Yeah, David and yeah. I have not seen each other. What do we decide the other since yeah. Orlando at a, a convention, and that was three years ago. Because yeah, I know we they, went on the I, cruise.
3: I, I I have no concept yeah. of timing.
1: Yeah, it's been at least three years, but uh, yeah, I would say so. Yes, well, yeah. let's keep
3: that official. That'll okay, be, okay.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> David, uh, we're very much interested interested in learning about you and what got you started and your cruise vacation. Um, You were born in Harlem. Yes. And in in our pre-interview, we were talking about you were living in Maine and you shared some very interesting perspectives on on, uh, living uh, in the Northeast of the United States. Do you care to share those uh, with the audience?
4: Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, I think by... It's natural. I'm a very nosy person.
3: Yeah. And so I am interested in experiencing
4: as much of this world as I can. Um, I think that is, it lends itself well to me being, being in the travel uh, and tourism business um, because I care so deeply about the planet. I care so deeply about people uh,
3: and the preservation of their culture, their music, their food,
4: and whatever it is that makes them who they are. Um, So Maine was, um, I
3: guess it was, I can't even say if it was by accident that I got to Maine, because that's where I I decided to go to college. uh it was called Ricker College, which was this small uh private college uh I believe there was only I don't even know what the population, was. It might have been three hundred maybe or maybe yeah. larger than that and then there was uh twelve african Americans that had gotten scholarship, so back in the seventies uh
4: uh, there was a lot of outreach to get people of color into other schools, predominantly
3: uh, white schools, uh, and so that's probably one of the reasons why I was accepted. But also, on a, um, the guidance counselor slash social worker in my high school happened to have gone name. And so he suggested that this would be a good fit for me. Yeah. Uh, he could see from, I guess, my personality that I, I needed a smaller setting. I did not need uh, a university. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't need that. I, I, I probably would have just been totally lost. I so that's how I got to me. And I loved every minute of it.
1: In other, in yeah. other words, you were not a party animal. <laughs> oh no we partied
3: now don't get don't get, don't get us named people <laughs> wrong now we partied yeah. uh, we partied at the um, what was it called the uh,
4: the uh, ho- what was it? it was the hotel and we went in the basement they had a jukebox so wow. there was Native American. It was uh, Maynard. It was students, and we party.
2: Okay,
1: we we partied.
3: So and that gonna, that, 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 was the, that
1: was the that was disco era when you were in college. Yeah, don't,
0: don't don't
3: underestimate. Yeah.
0: I know we, mean, I know don't. we're gonna talk about Greece shortly. Yeah, uh, you recently yes. tra- traveled to yes. Greece, but. Um, You talked about just now you talked about loving the environment and as a, as a child living in Harlem, moving to eventually living in Maine, there's a major difference in terms of the outdoors, the environment from living in New York city, as opposed to living in that part of the country. What's that? What, what, what's that like?
3: Well, let me back up. So my mother being a single parent in Harlem, uh, we were fortunate to go to this wonderful uh, church on Morningside Avenue called Church of the Master, uh, which is, I would say, is probably about 123rd and Morningside Avenue in Harlem. So that would be considered the Upper West Side. Uh, so then you have Morningside Avenue, and as you're going towards the, Hudson River, then you have uh, Amsterdam, you have Broadway, Broadway, Amsterdam, and then you have the river. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, But anyway, all that is to say, so there was all these single Black mothers.
4: And we were so fortunate to have uh, one person in the nursery school whose parents, whose grandparents owned land up in Dutchess County. And so, they decided, because there was all these single parents, like, what
3: are we going to do with these kids for the summer? You know, we got to work. Thank God. So, talking about the first wave of camp, you know, turning (laughs) their, part of their property into a camp. So, we, uh, I don't know how old, how old you are, but if you remember dungarees was thick,
4: okay, oh, yeah. and having <laughs> to wear those <laughs>
3: whatever, okay, that was our camp outfit it was dungarees, a pair of sneakers, um a white t shirt, and we went up there and we built walls, we built the outhouse, we helped build uh Cabin uh, out of plywood. Uh, they put in bunk beds. So one side was the girls, one side was the boys, and that was camp. So the first year there was no pool. Okay. The next year
4: they put in uh, a, a pool, an above the ground pool. So I must say that was, that also piqued my interest about enjoying the outdoors and about seeing other places that normally I probably wouldn't have gotten
3: to. If it wasn't for certain circumstances that have occurred in my life. Um, and I must say, thank God to these women and to the grandparents of one of the kids that I went to, his name was Michael Cutter. His mother and all of them. They
4: decide, "Hey, we got to get these kids out of the city." So, I don't know what it's like to spend
3: a lot of time in New York City during the summer months because I was always away. You know, um, school would end on a Friday, and this is the joke—the running joke between my brother and my sister and myself. School would end on a Friday. Sunday, we were on a bus going to camp.
4: Okay, and mm-hmm. we will come back in August, at the end of August. You know, so that that that's that, was, it, that it, was part that was part of my travel.
1: Yeah, you know yeah. that that was it. That that's where that outdoor appreciation co- oh, came absolutely. in for you. Yeah, oh that, yeah. That, that uh, Dave was asking you about. I, I, I've told this to Dave many a times before, and you have a reference point to this. When I lived in Maine, you would go outside and it was like no noise pollution. My, my little friends and I, we would just go outside, depending on if the ground was muddy or not, we would either just lay on the grass or grab a blanket and just stare up and not say a word. It's like you don't hear a horn honk. You don't hear noise other than your own breathing. And I think that getting out of the city for you did what it did for me. It gives you a peace. There's a certain yes. serenity of yes. not hearing yes. a bunch of damn noise. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. and it's hard to explain to somebody who has, who has never experienced that before. And, and that's always in a city. Yeah, It never leaves the city.
3: Yeah, I And mean, so you don't realize that you're, you're bombarded. 24-7 with no way.
1: Yep. I mean, I, was- I mean, even now, it's like we, we're getting bombarded differently. Now now we're getting bombarded in the online space with all this information oh, coming at you. You can't even absolutely. keep up with it. But I, that, that's kind of analogous to what you and Dave were talking about is, mm-hmm. is, is this thing about just like getting away from stuff. Like, you know, when I go on vacation sometimes now, I, yeah, I spend a day or two dealing with the culture. But I also go spend most of my time looking for places where it's just quiet. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. where I, I can, like when you and I and were on that cruise with teapot and stuff like that, you, you, there were times like when we got to Puerto Vallarta, Ceci and I took off. We went and did our own thing. We just wanted to be where it was quiet and, and get away mm-hmm. from the noise. So, right, yeah, I, right, I totally right. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. You know, Dave, David, Dave is from Barbados and he has that sense. Dave knows what it's like to just have quiet. You know, he, he hasn't always lived in Long Island, so he gets what we're talking about.
3: <laughs> One of my favorite places, Dave, is Barbados. Don't oh, tell, don't you tell him you know there him. You <laughs> <go>. There <laughs> you go. You see? Don't there tell you
2: him
3: you know uh, him. You, you'll get uh, in trouble, David. Uh, <laughs> my son's uh, grandfather's people are from Barbados.
0: Okay. So, yes, yes. Well, mm. welcome, family. Yes. You're right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want I want a DNA test from both of you before this podcast is so over. Y'all could be Me related be, and don't know it. Hey, <laughs> we might be related, right? You never know. You never know. Yep, yep.
3: But I did do a DNA at one of the uh travel shows, travel and adventure show years ago. Um so they checked uh, my father's DNA. So it says that I come from the Bantu tribe. My genes come from Bantu tribe. Out of oh, South yeah. Africa, so I thought that was interesting. I said, oh, okay. I got excited. <laughs> yeah. you know? So, what,
1: before you, but Dave Cumberbatch asks you the next one. Where is the Bantu tribe uh, of Africa? What part? Because I'm from the Togo and Benin <laughs> region, with some in Nigeria as well. Okay,
4: so, I would say, can you hold on? I could get the map. Oh brother, I we
3: don't a, need no map. Right. No. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, so no. <laughs> I would say, so I would say, okay, so South Africa. So here's South Africa. Okay, I'm down here this way. So it would be more like in the uh
1: in the middle. Okay, I think that's what that's on, on, in on, the, on, on the on the on okay. So you're yeah, more so, on the... So Zimbabwe's kind of in the middle of the country.
3: So I would say what, when it showed me on a map, it was kind of like in between Zimbabwe because that's kind of like all South Africa. Right. You know, so it's in that region and all the way down. Oh, oh okay. And across. So, yeah. Okay. That's that's
1: okay. cool. That's all we need. That's <laughs> yeah, all we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, Well, David... Uh, We learned at school uh, that Greece is the cradle of Western civilization, the birthplace of democracy. Um, We know about its stunning coastlines, etc. But there's much more to Greece than that. Um, Oh, absolutely. You just returned from there.
3: Right. I just returned. And it's a fascinating place. It is. It reminded me a little bit of Barcelona because it's it's a Mediterranean, uh, Athens is a Mediterranean city, and Greece sits in the Mediterranean, um, as well as Naples. So there's something about the flavor of Mediterranean countries, cities, and the people. It's very different, um, I would say, from the North. And I think probably has a lot to do because there's a lot of intermingling. Of you have Africa, which is to the south of there, and then you have uh, some
4: of the Asia that's going further east. But that whole region, um, culture is just so old, very old culture.
3: but the food is similar. There's a similarity in the food. There's a, there's a similarity in the way that the people look coloring. Some of it is uh, very pale. Some of it is very olive complexion. See some, uh, some brown. Um, it's, they seem to always be in a very festive mood, no matter what's going on. Um, uh, and these are very
4: social, social,
3: social beings. They love the outdoors. They love um, taking
4: time, sitting, and have a meal, and not rushing to me, but several courses, just discussing maybe the
3: day's events or whatever. And you see a lot of families with their children. You see couples. Uh, uh, you see all kinds of people. I saw people from Nigeria. I saw black family. I saw sisters who were working there as models that came from different parts of Europe.
4: Um, there was journalists. So it 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 just has that kind of magnetism.
3: Um, But the climate also reminded me of of, of Arizona because it's very dry. Very dry. You have to drink plenty of water. And it
4: was hot as hell. Okay. Um, But it is, they're very inviting. I found them to be very hospitable. Uh, It seems at times that they
3: couldn't do enough for you. Even if you went to a local restaurant where you didn't spend a whole lot of money to eat. Uh, it seems like they just couldn't do anything for you.
4: And they were very surprised to get tipped. Now, that's one of those places. Uh, it's not mandatory to tip, but
3: I come from a culture where we're used to tipping. <laughs> right.
4: So, And I appreciate good service. So I don't mind throwing a little extra there. But Athens is—it's a huge city. Um, it is hilly. Uh, the traffic is off the chain at times. At times, uh, a lot of historical buildings, uh, uh, narrow passageway, is um, ruin. Uh, and one
3: of the most famous ones is the Acropolis that's at the top of the hill, which uh just about no matter where you are in the city, if you know, especially like in the center of the city, the Acropolis is in the background, high above you. So uh they have a wonderful uh subway system. It's not as expensive like New York or
4: maybe, uh I would say New York probably would. I would compare it to, but it's clean, uh, it's air conditioned? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, and it doesn't make.
3: and um, people I've, I found the people very respectful. Uh, there's um, yes, you had to wear a mask out in public, mm-hmm. uh, Well especially in uh, indoors, you had to wear a mask. Am I staying on top of it? And oh, you're no, you're point? good. Yes, yes, oh, you are. Okay, okay. Um, and it was times like if it got too hot, I, you know, people took the mask off, but I didn't
4: feel uncomfortable. Uh, the shopkeepers didn't feel uncomfortable. One thing I found surprising: and
3: drink water. Now, how many places can you go in the world and drink the water? <laughs> You know, right. so that's a plus. Um, it's a relatively clean, clean city. Uh, it's easy to get around. Now, I travel a lot. I don't speak any of these languages. My Spanish, I may know that much Spanish, but it's one of those places you don't need. Uh,
4: uh, there's, it's the kind of place you can spend. Top of the line, uh, accommodation. Why well, you can get yourself a little um three star,
3: you know, or a little B or something like that. But it is an
1: exciting city. How, how, um, how much of the of your experience with the people of Greece is um manifested itself because of COVID? And and what I mean by that is. Greece is one of the countries in Europe that is really suffering financially. You know, they, they were part of the big group of nations, if you will, where they were uh, where they just don't have enough money for their people to survive on. And they've basically given the middle finger to the rest of the EU in terms of they're doing their tourism now They're not waiting for no direction from y'all because we need the money. Um, did you did you get a sense of that appreciation as part of your overall welcoming or do you think that's that just naturally part of who they are?
4: Um, I would say both. I I I I would tend to say, and, and that's just my opinion. I would say both. Um,
3: yes, I was part of that first wave of Americans uh coming over, and then it was ooh, a wave of Europeans and uh and Israelis coming from all over, um, uh, coming into and grief, and the place was—I tell you—it at times I felt like I was in Times Square. Okay, so maybe that has something to do with it. I, overall, people were just so glad to see other people. I think, and to be able to talk to other people, <laughs> you <laughs> know, besides your same family members,
4: you know, and so. I can't, you know, I can't blame any country that opens
3: doors, you know, that depends so much on tourism. Mm-hmm. They look, you know, uh, you shut down the entire world for over a year, yeah. and it's like we can't do this again, you know. Um, and then Greece is one of those countries. Yeah, they got
4: they got shot shut out several times.
3: During the economic crisis over the decade, right? You know, Um, yeah. And one of the tour guys that had uh, we we rented e-bikes today, young man. um, And if I say brother, because that's how I feel about people, I feel that they're all brothers. So this young brother,
2: uh, Greek, and and
4: man's working ten-hour days. Mm. You know. And his rent was only maybe $400. But food is expensive. Electricity, you know, gas, you know, all of these things. You know, when we had
3: 400 oh my God, that's all you're paying? But if your salary, you know, it's like some places in the South, you know, they're only paying 7 bucks an hour and your rent. Yeah, of course. So it kind of, balances out. out, but on the other side, but, you know, but when you start adding in those other ports, it's expensive
4: as heck, so um, yeah, they they are I did see some panhandling uh, there, oh, what was great, like I said, I felt like I was on 42nd Street, there was a a troop of young Greek
3: brothers out there that were doing hip-hop you know and it was great it was great you know so people are doing that's the beauty of travel and if people get it and if anyone has the opportunity
4: to do it they should they will see that there is so much similarities you know That, you know, sometimes we may take things for granted, but no, there is so, people want to be seen, they want to be heard, and they want to live, and they want to be left alone. Too bad. Yep. You know.
0: It seems from listening to you that the protocols uh, that were put in place as a result of covid had very little impact in terms of your traveling around and having a, very, having a good travel experience. Um, did you get a chance to visit the Greek islands as well?
3: Yes, I did. Um,
0: yes, I did. So the...
3: Spill it. So spent two days in Athens.
4: And then, well, let me tell you. So the COVID prep, I had to take a COVID test. Uh, within seventy-two hours of arrival, and after,
3: then the day I arrived, I had to have another COVID test.
4: Okay, and then that Saturday, I had to have another COVID test for it. Hit. Yeah, and then I had to have a COVID test. Uh, I'm back home with, so
3: I have a very clean nose.
1: <laughs> and, hey I thought that was the fingerprints in your nose <laughs> you, 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 know, you know how they say what do you find inside of a clean nose fingerprints Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't
3: have to do it this time
1: so
2: <laughs>
4: but um, I think for the most part people were respectful you know in terms of Keeping distant, wearing
3: masks when it was required to. Uh, I didn't find people panicking. Um, so anyway, uh, so getting back to the cruise. So uh, I went to the the first stop was Rhodes, which is a small island, um,
4: and there. Well, first, let me tell you about the island. Uh, they're all volcanic in nature.
3: So what I noticed, especially about all, they all seem to have like a uh, a half moon shape.
4: So my feeling is that we're sitting on top of a crater. Okay. Right? Um, um, some of, them are, some of the, the, the volcanoes are dormant. Um, so that was my sense of seeing uh rose was we didn't have to tend did we have to tender some of the islands we had to tender in because of the uh the
3: rocks uh and then there was one place I think there was uh, uh Right underneath the soil, there might have been some kind of thermal activity. So put an
4: anchor. Uh, but Rhodes was interesting. Rhodes, we went to this ancient city that sits up on a hill. Uh, and very narrow street. And everything is uphill. <laughs> everything is uphill. Um, so if, yeah, you know, you had a sense of walking these very ancient, had a sense of what it, what it might have been or felt like for these people back in those days. Um, and then we
3: finally get to the very top, there's wide doors, you go in and then you go through, there's some other places. Uh, There's a lot of worshiping uh, because they were really into nature. Uh, They respected nature. And so nature to them, uh, things that they saw in nature represented, uh, or the gods that they named represented
4: things that they saw in. So... uh, so it was, so. yeah, Rose was one of the first places. The beach there was amazing. Um, uh, don't expect, I would say, don't expect to see
3: uh, sugary white sands as you would see in Barbados.
4: Uh, you may see a little bit of that, but most of it is going to be brownish color because of the volcanoes.
2: Yeah. Uh,
3: so you're
4: going to see a lot of that. So we did roads. Um, what else? Yeah, we um, I think we went to the beach that day. We also had lunch at one of the local places. To eat. The next day we went to. I know. Okay. I know we went to Santorini. Santorini is a very. Uh,
3: expensive it's an expensive island i mean the santorini and mykonos is one of those islands that you that they photograph a lot oh
2: yeah um,
3: and the tourist magazine uh whitewashed uh structures that sit high up on a cliff uh because the island is pretty much like that you know, not until you get to the top where it kind of like levels out. But other than that, because of the volcano, everything goes straight up. And Go so uh, they have carved roads to take you all the way to the top. They're
4: um, Santorini. Expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, beautiful. Um b uh b villas, There's private villas,
3: There's all these beautiful little peaks and restaurants. Uh, it does not it get very little rain. So mm-hmm. most of their rain, most of the water has to be barged in. So uh, what I did find, we went to a winery and they grow wine, but the Why? The grapes are grown on the ground. And they get their moisture from the morning dew.
4: So that's how Hmm. grapes are grown. Um, But it's a, it's beautiful. It's a
3: beautiful place. Uh, The top up there, there's a a church. Uh, Like I said, everything is whitewashed.
4: The domes are usually blue. Or there is uh, another color of the street, a cobblestone, well, I would say more, much larger than
3: cobblestone. So you have to be very careful about walking. Um, One thing, though, about Santorini is because everything is uphill. And if you're planning on staying up there, do not go with
4: lots of luggage.
3: Back, I would go with a carry-on or something probably no bigger than uh, maybe something about that Why? because you're going to have to pay to have someone bring your bag. Yeah, oh, you, need a, chirper. you yeah. need a Sherpa. You need a Sherpa. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> going to need someone to do that. Okay. Yeah. And, and that can run you some money.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, again, great food. Uh, It was great speaking to people, and there were some beautiful vistas. Uh, You know, if you want to take some incredible
4: pictures, that's a great place. And then when we finished, we took a cable car. Uh, We could have gone back down the same way, but took a cable car back down to the bottom, which was fun. Now, Mykonos is the party island. Mm, Okay. That's Uh, my island. And they are very fashionable. I mean, very fashionable.
3: Uh, During the day, people are laid out at the beach or at the pool or whatever, but at night, everybody's out. People watching, walking up and down when their beautiful Gucci and their Prada and their Valentino and, you know, just Beautiful, beautiful, summery kind of uh, outfits
4: and shoes. Um, and it's great. I, I mean, it's, because it's all water, you're going to get great
3: seats. No matter where you stop along uh, the perimeter uh, of the walking path. And then, of course, you could meander all up. And there's people that live uh Higher up, and like I said, it gets flat towards the top. Um, one of our uh, buddies that we hung out with, uh, he took us to a place called Jackie O's, and this was one of Jackie Onassa's, uh favorite restaurant, and that restaurant, Bars. And I understood why, because she's sitting right there at the water's edge, and you're watching this fantastic sunset. Nice. And they make the best Bloody Marys in the world, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, it's called uh, Bloody O. okay? It is <laughs> the best Bloody Mary well, that if, I have if, ever had.
1: If, if I'm not mistaken, Bloody Marys are usually meant to drink the following morning after you've been loaded all night long. So how many Bloody Marys did you have? <laughs> I think
3: we had about... Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, they're that good. Okay. No, but you're right. It's usually, you know, something that you have in the morning. But, uh, oh, and then it was this other drink that I learned about. It's called Esperol.
4: So it's like an, uh, an orange, a sour, not sour, but a little bitter. Uh, the cure or an aperitif. Mm-hmm. And you mix that with a prosecco, and you throw in a little club soda, slice of wine. That is, I got hooked on those. Especially (laughs) on a hot day. I mean, (laughs) hey,
1: (laughs) you 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 know I'll be looking up that when we. Oh, (laughs) let me tell you.
3: Let me tell you. In fact, I got some here.
1: So. Oh okay. (laughs) I
3: had to go. I had to go get some. But yeah, and so. they have lounge chairs out there. You can get food. Uh so then we jumped in a cab, turned out to be poop I had to stop to get
4: gas.
3: <laughs> you know. So we it, it took us about uh maybe 35, 40 minutes. So we went to the other side of the island to uh
4: Jackie O's uh beach place. Bar, bar slash, uh, listen, I can't even call it a resort, but it's a place where you can dance all night, drink. And the place was beautiful. Beautiful. Um,
2: Then we called the cab, and this time we went back in a
3: limo. Okay. So so we got the taste of
4: both worlds. Okay. We went to, where else did we go? Crete. Oh, okay. We I didn't Crete. That. <laughs> yeah, we went to Crete. Uh, we were supposed to go to
3: uh Turkey, but there was some kind of something going on between Turkey. So that they, they have kind of a not a great relationship. relationship because man. they because the church used
4: to own them. Okay. Okay. They had conquered them so we went to Crete and there in Crete we went, uh, we saw some more ruins. You know, so mostly everything that we did there, it was always had something to do with seeing the
3: uh, ruins. So That is where you get a sense of history, you get uh, a sense of ancient Greek history. And also, also, if you're in, if you are a lover of Greek mythology like I am, you know, and you say, "Oh my God, okay," you know, Zeus, or, or you know, or I would sit there and say, "Oh, I'm waiting for um, Poseidon." I say, "Oh, I'm waiting for Poseidon to come up
4: with water," that kind of. Thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, oh. it, it's it's just it's one of those places that. Takes you. If you're a foodie, uh, you like good hotels, like good wine, uh, or you just like people watching. Yeah, you know, yeah. and you like good, you know, you want to swim. Hmm. The water's cool, but not cold. So it's very refreshing to get into. Especially if it's,
3: if you're walking around in ninety to
0: hundred. Yeah, it's that's that's
1: that's true. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm I'm used to that. You forgot why I live. Right, okay. and <laughs> you know,
3: and you sit there. Um, you don't have to get up to do anything. They come to you to order your food, order your drink, whatever. Except if you have to make a beeline to bathroom, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. so, well, I, I, I told you on the pre show I was going to make you tell that story, but you know what? I'm going to save you that embarrassment. I, I, I will just preface this for the audience who saying, You got your cell phone fried in the water. Yes, I fried, I fried
0: <laughs> my
2: cell phone. Yes,
1: I
0: fried <laughs> my cell
1: phone.
3: Yes, yes. yes. I, wasn't, I wasn't thinking. Yes. Uh, David um, was, yeah. David was, go ahead. So go ahead. Um, we went to Patmo.
4: Was that till the end of the uh, island? I think that was the end of the trip. But okay. there was one island we went to. Maybe that was Creek. Uh, we got on a boat and they
3: took us out and we went around to the cave and we got in the water and we swam through the cave. Um, and the sunlight, the way the sunlight hit the water it, it felt like there were a uh, spotlight under the
1: water. This episode of TripCast360 is sponsored by David's Cruise Vacations, a travel agency that specializes in both land and sea adventures for the intrepid traveler. Book now at davidscruisevacations.com and experience at hands-on personal service.
0: Was this your first uh, experience to, to Greece? and? If it was, I'm not sure if you set expectations when you travel, but but if you, if you had any expectations, was there any one experience that really exceeded your expectations?
3: I don't know if I had any expectations. I, I don't,
4: Someone mentioned, said, would you like to go? And I said, sure. So, uh, because it was a place that I had not visited before uh i because I love Greek mythology, so that excited me um uh, and knowing a little bit about founding a democracy, yeah, you know, but overall expectation no um, as my friend said. Everywhere you go, you like. So yeah. I
1: don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I, I, I don't I, know. I've known you place. for decades. So I've you pretty much take the best out of every place you go.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah,
1: yeah. You create your own experiences. experiences. I That's what you do.
3: I I I enjoy every minute of it. Yeah. yeah. Um. There was
4: something that. Uh. I, especially with the the times that we live
3: in you know you have the issues with weather you don't know what one day or the next is going to be in
4: terms mm-hmm. of the, uh the covid covid is here uh it's going to be with us for a while so
3: my advice is stay flexible okay that
1: that's Just actually that's actually good advice and you know dave uh, Dave and I have been talking about this for a week now, the fires that's going on in Greece right now in the northern yeah. part of the country. Are, yes. It's yes. like what, what I'm experiencing out here on the west coast of Northern California. They're very hideous. Um, one thing are you- did- Go ahead.
3: Were, I'm sorry, but were you the one that was telling me part of the pro they don't have enough people to fight the fires or they don't have the money to
1: yeah, Greece, pay the yeah. people
3: to fight the fires?
1: Yeah, that's what's happening in Greece right now. They don't have enough internal yeah. infrastructure. They're actually having yeah. to bring in resources from outside to help right, them fight it. Right. And right. as I've told Dave Cumberbatch you know a lot, the mountainous terrain of northern Greece in particular, it's like, it's, it's like the mountainous terrain of parts of California, especially sure. the Sierras. These yeah. are sheer you know, pyramid-shaped um, uh, domed cliffs with jagged edges and stuff like that. For a firefighter, it's virtually impossible to get in there and put sure. those fires out. You almost have to let them burn to you instead of trying to go up there and fight them, and that, mm-hmm. that, that takes a lot of uh, work. Um, one thing uh, before we delve into the cruise side of your, your adventure, because I, I, I know Dave and I both have some questions about that. Uh, when you were in Athens, did you get to do some sightseeing? You told us about the food and the oh culture and all that yes, stuff. Yeah, Yes, yes, yes,
3: yes. So uh,
4: the first day, we just walked around. Uh, you know, just people watched and walked around. Uh, the next day, we rented e-bikes. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: And so that's a great way to get around the city. But if you're afraid of an e bike and if you don't have an experience, if you don't have the experience of being on an e bike, I would say maybe hold up on doing that. Uh, Even though the gentleman uh, did let us try it out before we actually took them out. So
4: can't do that. Uh, But also know that uh, your travel insurance. Now. Oh, in other words, and, don't get your behind hurt, right? Okay, so there's
3: some riders and things that, that you can add to your policy and whatnot, but I just had to let people know that, okay. that, that that's actually
1: good advice, yes.
3: Yeah. Uh, so anyway, by doing that, uh, we were actually able to go to the park, uh, up little side streets going top the hill we went to an old observatory and from there we were able to see got another view of the
4: acropolis and then we actually rode our bikes to the acropolis oh wow uh, uh, we went to the olympic uh stadium uh of course it's the it's not the original Olympic
3: Stadium, mm-hmm. but it's it's they rebuilt it and they do have uh every now and then they will do they will have events there in this particular stadium. Uh we also went to see the changing of the guards. Now, I thought the changing of the guards was that that tomb that they're
4: standing in front of is that. Uh, somebody's dead, but no, it's, 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 really, it's just a marking uh, in honor
3: of the Greek soldiers who have died
4: um, in defending uh, the country. And also, I think there is, is a, I think it's
3: 200 years since the, the Turks actually ruled them. So, um what's really interesting about the guards, I don't know if anybody's ever seen it, but they wear like these little white skirts and tights. And they have these shoes, leather shoes, very heavy leather shoes that have spikes on the bottom of The original shoe had
4: nine. Mm-hmm. So defend themselves against perfect. So they actually, so it's fascinating about how each country changed their guard
3: formation, like in England, the, the Brits do one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do one thing here, but the Turks, they, extend their,
4: they each extend their leg at the same time. And wow. then they, they click they click shoes."
2: OK, And then <laughs> they bring them down. And
3: it seems like their legs are extended for quite a, <laughs> for a long
1: time. Man, I'm only imagining uh, me tearing my groin or something. <laughs> oh my god!
3: Okay, but um, yeah. So we got to see that. That was interesting. We
4: wanted to go to the new museum that just opened, but we didn't have a chance to do that. Um, we walk. One of the things that I like to do, I just like to walk. Through city and go down different streets come out on another end and so that's pretty much what we
3: did uh once we you know we put back the bike uh-huh you know, so that's pretty much what we did i mean i definitely want to go back because now i want to go spend a little more time in Greece and see places that i didn't get a chance to this time
4: Let's
0: talk about Davis Cruise Vacation. In 2001, I read you started Davis Cruise Vacation. Um, You've hosted holistic retreats, culinary vacations, friends and family vacations. And listening to you and all the excitement in your voice, it sort of reminds me like years ago, I think it was Hair Club for Men. There was a the guy, I believe, he started here clubs for men, and he would always say in television, "I'm not just a founder; I'm a client." So, sort of listening to you, oh, you are not
1: Dave <laughs> Cumberbatch. That was good. <laughs> hair Clubs for men. That's good. That so, is good. That, yeah,
0: so yes. So it doesn't. It doesn't seem. It seems to me that you're not just a founder. All the excitement that you're sharing here, you're also a client. So let's talk
4: about. David's Cruise Vacation. Well, okay. So, David's Cruise Vacation, I came up with the name. Uh, My first cruise was at the age of 15 when I went to Europe, Transatlantic. Years later, uh, I got to go on my first cruise, and that was to Canada.
3: And at that time, I was I was still working as a uh, what they call at that time it was called an outside agent. Now it's called
2: an independent contractor uh, with a travel agency. And so
3: I kept hearing about cruises, 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 and I finally went on one. And I
4: just like, oh my god.
3: This this is it. <laughs> this is it. I mean, I went crazy. I I I spent so much money at the art auction. I got a massage. I think I tried to do everything that ship had to offer.
4: Uh, <laughs> I mean, and then also the the industry was changing. Uh if, if you know anything about the industry, most of uh, how a lot of the
3: agencies was, staying, was able to stay in building in business, particularly if you had a brick and mortar or a storefront was at that time the
4: uh, airlines paid commission, you know. And so, like I said, the industry was changing. So cruises was coming popular thing and i don't like oh my god it, it, it was like going to
3: disneyland you know, or disney world i said okay so i didn't know what to call it Um then and i was encouraged by a good friend of mine to just go ahead and start my own age i couldn't think of it so i said oh okay maybe i'll just sell nothing but promote nothing but cruise so that's how david's cruise vacation came about Then a friend would develop the logo for me and whatnot. Um, But prior to 2001, I have been working in the industry, Uh,
4: I would say probably since 1995 or 90. And so during that time, um, yeah, I, I assisted people with types of travel. And uh, and then my godmother who she ran spiritual retreats and
3: she needed someone to do the logistical planning, getting her. So that's where I came in. So by doing that, I became I co hosted with her and putting these spiritual retreats together. Uh sometimes uh most of the Retreats took us to Sedona, Arizona. We've been to uh, Guadalajara, Mexico. Uh, One retreat we did, um, we went to uh, Sicily where we
4: did, oh my God, that was incredible. That was incredible. Uh, We did a cooking, we did, uh wine and cooking demonstrations. And so I, I try to do a little bit of everything. Um, and then also uh, people would come to me and they would say, would you do this?
3: Would you do this? And do this? So that's how, so yeah, I, I think that's a good word to describe me. I'm not just the owner, I'm a client.
1: <laughs> i love it <laughs> did, did, you, did you did you did you trademark that david how do they reach you man
3: well um 551-795-6180 five, five, They can call me text me at that number my uh website is
4: davidscruisevacations.com Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, Yeah. OK, I think, I think
1: that. Yeah, that, I think that, that works. And, and, and yeah. By, and by, all that information will be posted in the write up on our website in case yeah. you missed it. Um, yeah. Now, I'm going to I'm going to segue based on what Dave just asked you about cruises, because part of your vacation that you just took on, I shouldn't call it a vacation. Let's call it a fact finding. Uh, yeah. But part of your your uh, trip included a cruise. And we've heard all kinds of horror stories about cruising in the time of covid. Tell us who you used and what the procedure was like, and how comfortable were you cruising? Okay.
3: So, first off, people need to know that the ship not sailing, sailing at full capacity. So, I uh, was on Celestial Cruise, which is a Greek owned cruise line, which used to be called Lewis back in the day. Okay. Uh, And so I think we had maybe about
4: 56% capacity. So uh, as I had mentioned earlier, get on the ship, you had to have a COVID test. And so uh, we lined up uh, and it, you know, and it didn't take that long.
3: It really didn't take that long. So uh, we came around, showed our credentials, then we were told to take a seat. And then we went into a room. And then we were called. We all, oh, they gave us a number. When our number was called, we went up and we got the test, sat down and, you know, another place. They waited for the result. And then we just walked down,
4: got on the ship. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a small ship. So I was not
3: like on a uh, oasis of anything like this. So I'm
4: not sure how what their how they would do, how they would handle. Mm-hmm. It, if they would have enough personnel to get these people Yeah. So but um it wasn't um, it wasn't an it onerous was
1: te-
3: process. It, it, no, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't tedious and um
4: The fire, well, the boat drill was done in the cabin. You actually watch the
3: video, and it's the same video that you see when you board a ship that tells you where your muster station is, where your life life jacket is, and everything. And in the event blah, 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 you go here, you go there. And the only thing that you had to do,
4: you had to go to that station. And you had to uh, tap your your boarding card, and right. someone was there.
2: Okay.
4: Um, now,
3: every more, every day before twelve noon, out at the elevator bank
4: was a thermometer, uh, and you just had to again uh, scan your boarding card and
3: put your head like I'm doing now. You just mm-hmm. get a little close, and it would take your temperature. And it would say normal. And then that was it. So that you had to do every day. Okay. Had Wait. to t- have your
1: temperature checked. Were you maskless once you were on the cruise?
3: Uh, during dinner. Uh, and if I'm out on the deck by myself, Mm-hmm. Uh, from drinking? No, I'm. Yeah, I'm masked. Yeah, there's no mask.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah I would assume. Um, I would assume being checked. At, yeah. and,
3: right. I mean, and when you're in
4: the theater, um, yes, yeah, you're in there with a mask. You know, you're standing on line. Get off the
3: ship to get on the tender. While you're on the tender, you have a mask on. Uh, During your tours, you have a mask on. Now, the interesting
4: thing, uh, right, let me see, that Tuesday, before I left, come back home, and I was still on the ship, they had instituted a new rule that no one would be
3: allowed to go inside a restaurant or a bar. Last they showed
4: their vaccine. They have been vaccinated. Uh, the good thing about Greece, you didn't have to worry about
3: that. Because it's only outdoor cafes. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you didn't have to worry about that. And even the shop, you know, a lot of their, their merchandise is outside the store. So you, you didn't really have to worry about that. So. Okay. But they are—they take precautions. Yeah, they took precautions. There was plexiglass in the hotel in front of the the uh, the hotel personnel where you go to check in. It, it's plexiglass there.
1: Um. So yeah. 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 In other words, they they took care of all the stuff up front, so you can enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, and
3: and, you know, and the thing is. you knew this all going in, right? You knew this, you know, uh, you had to, not only did we have to take the COVID test, we also had to,
4: to do a, a PLF form, which was a personal, but anyway, personal locator form, okay. person locator form. So that you had to fill out. You had to do
3: that uh even though before you even got the test results you had to uh send that to the Greek government you know it's all done by email right and then the Greek email the Greek government sends you an email back and then as soon as you land and you look at you there's a QR code saying mm-hmm. that you're cleared to go in you know and then we had to do a do a uh personal finder locator form for the cruise line so uh, there's all these checks and balances So uh, the same form that the Greek government required was the same form that the airline got on that plane.
1: Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, it was pretty seamless. In other words, it it didn't get in the way of you enjoying your your cruise. No, 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 not at all. Here's my final question to you as we wrap up. We've been on for quite a while now. you and I, in in a discussion a couple of days ago, and this goes back to your business side of it. Now, Dave asked you about the evolution of David's cruises, but you had made mention to me that you're more than just cruises now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, just expound on that a little bit. Tell us what else you're.
3: Oh doing. yeah, I mean, it's, we live in a time where
4: nothing is the same. Can't take I can't take for granted that. My business uh, will always be this way. So you have to learn to
3: pivot. So a lot of what I'm doing now is, is all in Okay, Okay. I, I have not gotten maybe two or three requests for a cruise, but 2022, 23. But everything else... Uh, I've had cancellations because of the Delta variant. variant. So there were some cancellations to that. I have people
4: that uh, just came back from place. So it's going to take a while before things get back to where 2019, 2018. It's going to take a while. People are
3: still feeling uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I don't. So, eh, I don't blame him. Anyway, David Moody, man, I appreciate you doing this. I'm glad this we got a fun. chance to catch up, man. I, I've had more laughs today than I've had in a while. <laughs> this is well, fun. This was
0: exciting. Um, yeah,
3: this was my first podcast and yeah. first interview that, oh my god, in many years. Mm. So, um, I hope I answered your questions. I, I. I hope it was engaged. I hope I was engaging. I hope I was okay. fun. You were. Oh,
1: well. You ticked all the boxes. Well, thank you. All right, my friend. Well, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for doing this. And I appreciate um, the
3: both
1: of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, sure. yeah. We're gonna have uh, all of this on our website, by the way. All your contact information wow. and all that stuff, okay. so people will be able to track you down. And uh, hopefully, um, it, at the very least, you had some fun with us.
3: I did. Yeah, I really
1: did. All right. Well, that's it for this edition of TripCast360.com. Check in with us every Monday for our brand new podcasts. Um, And on behalf of my friend, David Cumberbatch, uh, this is Michael Bennett saying so long and see you next Monday on another edition of TripCast360.